I'm Marty Dodson. And I'm Clay Mills. Welcome to Songtown on Songwriting. Welcome to Songtown on Songwriting. Good to have you here today. I'm Clay Mills. My co-host Marty Dotson is in the house. Woohoo! <laughs> we have got a great topic today, Marty. You know, I get this all the time that songwriters are looking for a publisher. It's almost like the publisher is their savior. You know, if I can just if I can just get a publisher to sign me, my career will take off. And so I just wanted to talk a little bit today about um, the pros and cons of having a publisher and um, discuss, you know, because both of us, when we started out, um, it took us a while to find a publisher. And when we found a publisher, I don't know if you're like me, but landing my first publishing deal at EMI Music, it wasn't like the sea parted and I had a, you know, road clear to artists and they started cutting my songs. It wasn't like that at all. You know, it was actually very little had changed except it kind of gave me a feeling of, oh, maybe, I, maybe I'm worthy of this, you know, chasing this mm -hmm. dream kind of thing. How was yeah. your, your first publishing deal? Yeah, so it took me about two years to get a publishing deal, and then it took me about four years to have my first hit after mm -hmm. I had, you know, so those first four years, I'm like, I thought magical things were supposed to be happening. And I think, you know, we run into so many people that are, are like you said, are just saying, I need a publisher, I need a publisher. Sometimes I'll say, um, what do you need a publisher for? And they don't even know. They've, they've just heard that, you know, s s that that's the answer somehow. And so it can be kind of like a dog chasing a car. It's like, you don't know what you're going to do when you catch it, then you don't need to chase that thing. Exactly. And I'm, I'm like you, I, I was lucky enough. I got my first publishing deal and got a cut right away. Like they got me a cut on, on some new artist. I forget who the artist was now, but it was, it was a new artist whose career never eventually took off. But I felt like, wow, this is easy. It got a pub deal, got a cut. Um, and then it took me seven years and lo I lost that deal, lost another deal. Finally, on my third publishing deal, uh, I got a, a number one song and that kind of helped me get some footing. But along the way, when I think back on it, the publisher, it, when I got that hit, it was more about the things I was doing for myself, the networking I was doing, um, than it was the publisher hooking me up with somebody that, you know, potentially. So I think what writers have to remember is there are some benefits, and we'll talk about that, to having a publisher. But at the same time, you've got to make your career happen. No one is going to, you know, make your career happen for you. So you've got to take it, be your responsibility, put it on your shoulders to make contacts, to tr try to write with better co-writers, try to meet artists, try to, you know, network your way into getting some cuts. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, you know, the things a publisher can do for you are, you know, if you um, get a publishing deal and you've got a decent draw or advance, that can help you maybe be able to quit your other jobs and, and write full time. But in exchange for that, you give up some things. So you're giving up some or all of your publishing. So when you and I started, we were giving up all of our publishing mm -hmm. in exchange for that. And 
that was both good and bad. You know, it, um, it did give me some advantages and open some doors for me, but when I got those big cuts, I was in debt to the publisher and I had to pay all that money back. And so, you know, it's, it's not just a one size fits all that everybody needs a publisher. And so I counsel people to look at their situation. And if, you know, if they're in a situation where they have enough money to live on, maybe they're retired or they have a, a job that may, they make enough money, they probably don't need a draw from a publisher. So then right. they look at, okay, what other things is a publisher going to give me? Well, publishers theoretically going to be pitching my songs. They're going to be doing the admin on my songs. And so they may decide, well, maybe I just need to hire a plugger and hire an admin person and, and get those two jobs done and not give up my publishing, you know? So there's lots of different scenarios that that's important for people to look at. Yeah. I, and that, I, I counsel, especially young artists that come to, you know, Nashville, maybe looking to sign a record deal or they're, they're in New York. And a lot of times they're going around and seeing publishers. And I'm like, why are you, you have a record company that's about to sign you. Why don't you just wait until you sign that record deal and then you can get a much better publishing deal? Or, you know, something to think about, too. Say Big Machine is interested in signing you to their record label. Well, they may also want to be your publisher. So in order to get that record deal, you may need to give them some of your publishing. And if you've signed to some little company that waved a deal in front of you two years ago and you can't get out of it, then all of a sudden you may not get that deal over here at Big Machine. So... You know, there's a lot of things to consider and a lot of things to weigh. What do you think are some of the big benefits for a writer if an unknown writer signs with a publisher tomorrow? What can they expect a publisher to do for them? Well, if it's a good hands-on publisher, they're going to be giving them a lot of feedback. Uh, they're going to be, you know, mentoring them as far as how the business works and how you know, even writing, my first publisher was a hit writer. So he was able to help me craft my songs. When I came in with something that was kind of jacked up, he could say, here's what you did wrong. Here, you know, here's where, where you need to kind of change things. Um, like I said, they're going to do the paperwork for you. They're going to file copyrights. They're going to register with everybody. So you get paid. Uh, good publisher is going to set you up with opportunities. But like you mentioned, they're not going to just fill your calendar up every day. You know, you, you're going to have to go out there and do work to, to network and meet people and fill in things on the calendar as well. And then they're going to kind of be your your advocate around in, in the business, you know, of, of talking you up of like, hey, we signed this Clay Mills guy. He's got some really great songs. You need to check them out. And they're going to so they're going to be promoting you and helping you learn um, how to do that side of things. So, the, you know, I mean, those would be the big advantages. And the advance if you need that. But, you know, I've got a friend right now who's trying to renegotiate a, a publishing deal. And he said, you know, I may leave if somebody offers me more money. And, and I reminded him, you got to pay that money back. <laughs> you know, once once you get cuts coming in, you you have to pay that money back. So getting a, a big draw as compo as compared to a little draw doesn't necessarily work in your advantage in the long run. If you, you know, if you start having hits and you owe the publisher a hundred thousand dollars, that's going to start coming out of that money that, that would be yours, you know, whereas if you owed them $20,000, then, then you're way ahead of the game. So 
again, a lot of people look at it was like, well, the more the better, you know, the bigger draw I can get, the better. And that's not really the case since it is kind of a, an advance and not, it's not just money that you get to keep. Right. You know, when your hits start rolling in. Right. So typically a publisher might give you an advance. Um, they may pay for your demos. Um, it just depends on the type of deal that you work out. And pop, a lot of times you're, they give you an advance, but you're expected to cover your own demos out of that. Um, mm -hmm. In the country world, you'll get an advance, but your publisher may, you know, pay for the demos or, or your share of the demos. Um, and, you know, that's all, like you said, that is all the first hits you have. All that money's going back to them before you see any yourself. So you've got to, you know, be careful about you. You just don't have a blank checkbook when you're out there slinging the right. demos out. Yeah, absolutely. And that can also, also cause you to lose your deal because most publishers have a number. And if you reach that number as far as how much you owe them, they're going to drop you because they feel like we're not, we may not get that investment back and we're not going to keep pouring money into you. So, you know, having a lower draw can help a publisher justify keeping you around longer if you go periods without getting cuts. So th those are just important things to think about is, you know, what what you need a publisher for, what the publisher is going to do for you. Um, if you sign with a big company like a Sony or a BMG or Warner Brothers, you're one of a hundred or more writers probably in right. that town, whatever town you're in. And so how much attention are you going to get? You know, it, it kind of just depends on if you've got a person there that's really a cheerleader for you. And then you got to consider, okay, what if that person leaves? Right. You know, cause I've had that happen. I, I go somewhere because this person's a cheerleader for me and six months down the road, they get a better offer and they leave and I've got no one there. Right. You know, so there, you need to consider the size of the publisher, how many other writers they have, um, what the publisher's skill sets are. You know, with our publishing company, Clay and I are both songwriters, so we're very hands on as far as helping them understand what they need to improve in their songs and that kind of stuff. And so if that's something you need, then you, you need to make sure that you go to a publisher that can give you that kind of hands on attention. Yeah, I think you and I both were fortunate to be around publishers that started out as songwriters when we started out, and they could give us the advice on, especially, you know, I go to so many of these um, events over the years where people are playing songs for publishers, and they're looking for the publisher to tell, the writer is looking for the publisher to tell them what to fix to make this a hit song. And honestly, most publishers can't tell you. You know, they're not songwriters. They don't know the nuts and bolts. Um, so they're going to they're gonna try to be helpful. They'll be like, yeah, this is good, but, you know, I, the, the chorus is too general. You know, and mm -hmm. so other than that, you know, they're not going to be able to really help you fix your song and make it into something that is cuttable. Whereas dealing with writers you're going to have, or even some producers that are writers, you're going to have someone that's used to tearing songs apart and putting them back together and can tell you a couple of quick fixes um, to make those songs better. And I, so, you know, that's, that's something to think about too. If you're at the stage in your writing where you still need some development, then having a publisher that, you know, knows songwriting would be a great asset for you. 
Yeah, and I'm a huge fan of of smaller publishing companies in that you do get more attention. You you know you, you've got more help there. Even if you know I've been at, at companies where there was a maybe four or five writers, but some of them were more senior than I. And so I was able to go to them and ask them for advice, even though the publisher was not a songwriter, you know, so right. I got some mentoring just by being around these great writers, you know, but if a Sony might be great for an established writer, who's got lots of cuts and success already and kind of has their team already. And they just need a bank to pay, you know, to right. pay for their demos and take care of their admin and all that stuff, pitch their songs a big company may be great. So it's really important to think about where you are in your career and, and what you need. And then I think another thing people overlook is that they don't consider who's already at that publisher, you know? So the tendency can be sometimes to go, well, I'm gonna go talk to this publisher because they have um, a lot of people that do what I do. Well, <laughs> they probably have plenty of what you do, you know? And so they don't need you. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, you know, the other people on the roster are going to be people that you are sort of competing with in a way, but you also have a better chance if you fill in a gap that maybe they don't have, you know. So if you look at a roster, maybe you write stuff that's a little more um, classic country uh, and you look at their roster and they don't have that, they've got much more contemporary country, maybe that would be a fit for you, you know. But you want to you find a place where where you can find your lane and do what you do and and you're not head on competing with everybody else there at the publishing company doing the same kind of thing they do. And, you know, one more thing I want to talk about before we get out of here, but, you know, a lot of times people are saying, I've got great songs, but I just don't have a publisher to, to work with, to go out there and pitch them. Um, if you've got great songs and you feel like they're great, um, I hope you're not like me because when I started, I thought I had great songs and they really weren't all that great when I started. But, but if you feel like your songs are good and you want to give it a shot, check out the Songtown Edge Groups. Um, we have five publishers um, that, and actually six now, that in pop, sync, country, and you can work each month. They give you pitch assignments or writing assignments so you can write for certain pitches. Um, and you can test out your metal, see, you know, and if those publishers like a song, they'll sign it and pitch it. So that may be a good way to gauge where you are with a real music business publisher um, and see where that can lead. I know some of our Edge members have had some great success, so that might be something for you to check out. Yeah, and you left out Christian. We have a Christian group yes. as well. I know those writing Christian music, but yeah, we set those up to kind of give people a real world look at what it's like to work with a publisher, you know, so you can uh, try it out. And, and like you said, see kind of where your songs fall in the market and what you've got that's pitchable and, and can help you know what to work on, or if it can help you know if you're ready, you know, we've, we've helped people um, get staff writing deals at, after they've come through our edge group and another group we called staff writer program. Yeah. So there's things out there that can help you along the way, you know, even if you say, well, I don't know any publishers that, you know, these publishers meet on Zoom. And so it doesn't matter where you live and all that kind of stuff. You can still make these connections. All right. So we're going to be out of here. It's been great. We'll see you in the next episode of Songtown on Songwriting. And check out the show notes. We've got links to books in there that we've written 
to Songtown. Please give us a review. Rate the podcast. We love those five-star reviews. Those are our favorite. And we'll see you next week. All right, we're going to leave you with a song called Everybody Dreams by a listener named Dale Arsenault. Everybody wants to feel Something more, something real Even when this world goes wrong There's so many masks to peel So many lies that all seem so real Yet you still follow your heart Everybody wants to believe Life is more than it seems It can be all that you Just want to know it's real.